It's a new day. Let's go. Hi, you're welcome. You have just tuned in to Action Youth and Young Adults Church. We are the vibrant youth of Action Chapel International. Over here, we're family. We're growing in love and supporting each other to develop and maintain a strong relationship with Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you're blessed as you fellowship with us and encounter the Holy Spirit. Now please, jot things down as you enjoy today's message. You know, the Bible says that sons are like arrows in a quiver. You can shoot them anywhere you like, you see. And the Bible also says that you have many instructors, but you don't have many fathers. Fathers are rare, you see. So when you have a father, you don't play with a father. You understand what I'm saying? So put your hands together and give God some praise for Reverend Eddie. We are all here because of the obedience of one man. By his obedience, all of us were bad. I don't, uh, he's like our grandfather, you see. I mean, calling him father now is, is getting a little scary for me. You now, if you look at some of his sons, like Reverend Eastwood is his son. Imagine, his son is Reverend Eastwood. And his another son is Prophet Gideon. His another son. His another son is Bishop Dagiwan. Hey, Charlie, put your hands together. Celebrate the Archbishop. Wow. Amen. Please be seated. One day I saw a picture of Archbishop Pastor Chris Benihin and Bishop Dag. They were all in a room. One room. They were all standing there. I could just imagine if a demon tries to enter that place. The demon will be fried at the door. Amen. Fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over. I want to run over. Fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over. I want to run over. God to open your eyes. In this kingdom, we open our eyes by shutting it. And we stand up by kneeling down. And so close your eyes and ask God to open it. We see better with our eyes closed. And we stand taller with our knees to the floor. Ask God, open my eyes. Let me see hidden things in your word. Let no word that comes to me become something I think I know or I'm familiar with. Let me receive. Open up my spirit to receive. Expose yourself. Expose yourself. Come on. And now speak in tongues for 20 seconds. Charge up your spirit. 
beloved building up your spirit praying in the Holy Ghost praying in the Holy Ghost building up your most holy faith speaking in the Holy Ghost speak in tongues for 20 seconds Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Please don't stop playing. Please keep playing. Just a little under two minutes. So, um, be fruitful. That's the title of our message. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. One habit you should learn to have is to bring a notepad and writing material all the time you should have it or um, if you can type it on your phone but it's good for you to write it with your own hand you remember it better and it's also the reason why your exams are not going well because when you study you just read the slides you don't write anything so it doesn't stick so write okay when you read the slides also write that way you remember better amen, amen. yes so that you pass exams. Apart from being in a good school, it takes much more to be a good student. A great part of it is being in a good school. We should have picked UCC forms, I keep saying. But being a good, <laughs> it's not a problem. I mean, many, many people have rejected good things. You know, you don't even see it now, you see it later. And um, being a good student is a decision. And you have to be a student of the word. Because the word of God is... You see, what God wants to give you is not healing. It shocks you, you see. What God wants to give you is not wealth. It's not, it's not your prayer request. What God wants to give you is his word. Why? Because his word created everything. Hebrews 11 verse 3 says that we know that the wealth, plural, the dispensations, the aeons, were created by the word of God. Acts 20 verse 32 says that and so beloved I commit you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up God wants to give you his word and it's the word of God that creates your world the kind of world that you want is the word of God that creates it because the creative power of God is his word. You are wasting your time asking God for money and all these funny things. When you have the word of God, you see that things begin to appear in your life. Yesterday, I heard Papa say, he didn't tell someone, I heard, him, I heard it from his lips yesterday. He said, I don't have the millions of dollars people think I have, but I don't need anything. I have everything I need. I don't need anything. And what does he do? He preaches. <laughs> you dear, just challenge yourself. You see, Daniel told the guy that, you know, give us 10 days. Let's feed on this. Let everyone feed on this. And then let's, after 10 days, compare. I'm challenging you. You just take the word seriously for one month, four weeks spare, and see what will happen. Just one month. You dear, just decide that this month, I'm eating the word. If you have any questions, uh, I, the page is not for birthday wishes. The page that we have is not for birthday wishes. 
it is also not we wish people birthdays, you know. I've wished people bad what understand what I'm saying, okay? Be a good, you know, your, let your mind be clean. I said the page is not for birthday wishes. That's not the purpose. The page is not even for chatting. It's for spiritual growth. And I don't see how spiritual growth can be achieved other than in the word of God. So if you are not discussing the word of God there, I don't know what you are discussing. And if you read something and you don't understand, the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. Just put it on a page. What does it, this verse mean? What does that verse mean? You see, it's also proof that you're actually reading the word of God when you're asking questions. Asking questions is not a sign of stupidity. It's not a sign of disloyalty. It's not a sign of... Uh, like when you ask questions, it doesn't mean you are long or you like talking. It's a sign of intelligence, you see. You see. So when you don't ask questions to, it says something about your mind. That you don't know anything, you don't read much, you don't ask questions. I mean, and you only know, David, I don't know. You only know because you ask, all right? Nobody just appears. People appear because they are called. People don't just come, people come because they've been called. The reason why you don't have the word of God in your life is because you've not called it. You are not spending time with it, you know, it won't come. The Bible says that. The word of God is light. And darkness can never fight light. You see, you are struggling because of the darkness in your life. Until some years ago, you know, this morning I read that the earth, the, earth, the core of the earth, we thought the, the earth has four cores. It has the crust, it has the mantle, it has the inner core and the outer core. You see, you are looking at, the art students look very confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. But I hear now that the inner core of the earth actually has two distinct cores inside the core. You know, as we keep going, we, we never knew that we could be here and people in the U.S. would be watching us. You know, but as we keep going, we keep discovering things. And we realize that things that we used to call magic and sorcery is just a matter of knowledge and information. You see, so the thing that you are even calling a miracle in the kingdom is very normal. The dead rising is a very normal thing. You just don't know how. So read the word. Amen. Amen. Be fruitful. Genesis 1.28. Let's move quickly. Genesis 1.28. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. You see, verses in the Bible, eh, we can, this one, we can spend one month on it. This one alone. There's so much here, so much here. But today we are looking at just the be fruitful part. And you'll be surprised. that hey, How many minutes? 35 minutes and so for be fruitful alone. Amazing. Let's look at another scripture, then we start. Colossians 1, verse 9 to 10. For this cause we also, since we had it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. So, fruitfulness it's a command. That's the first thing you should know about fruitfulness. It's a command. It's not a choice that you have. Genesis 1.28 says that God bless them. Other version says God bless them saying, 
be fruitful. New King James says, God bless them, saying that be fruitful. You see, by the time we finish with the message, you, will see, you see, this one sounds like an admonition or just something that God put on them. But by the time we finish the message, you realize that God places so much um, priority on fruitfulness. And you see how serious something is by what um, um, the alternate or the opposite of it punishes. Like for instance, we know how serious murder is by the punishment that is allocated to murder. And we also know how serious theft is by the punishment allocated to it. You know, we have lawyers here, so you know, if you are watching me, I must be careful when I'm saying certain things. Even the Medanokra, you know, there are differences. Yes, in America, they have even third degree. There's first degree. First degree is like intentional murder. You had motive, you had opportunity, and you took it. You did it. Premeditated murder. That's first degree murder. That one is punishable. The maximum punishment is you will also be killed. Um, execution. Then there's second degree murder. You had the opportunity. You didn't have the motive. So let's say you were driving and then per adventure you hit someone and the person died. You see, this one you didn't intend to kill the person. So it's murder all right, but it's second degree murder. And then there's third degree murder. That's like accidental. You see, like self-defense and then the gun went off and then the other, like a thief has come to us or maybe you are quarreling with your wife. You're holding a gun. Hey, 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 don't do it. Do, don't do poor. Then one person died. That one is third degree because, yes, it's like it just happened, you see. So when you look at the punishment that is allocated to the thing, you see that this is serious. This is not too serious. Look, not all sins are the same. Don't be deceived. Oh, the whole sin is sin. Big sin, small sin. You must be joking. Not all rewards are not the same. Why do you think all sins are the same? I, I'm, I just want to ask you a question, please. All rewards are not the same. You, you must be joking to think that, like when we go to heaven, you and Papa, you are on the same level. You are, you are joking. <laughs> but what makes you think that when it comes to sin, there, then all of a sudden it's like all of it is equal, equal rights and equal equality everywhere. Amazing. Jesus was speaking in John, and he said that, you see, he was speaking to Pilate, and he made a very weird statement. He said, those that handed me over to you, they have the greater sin. <laughs> Maybe you won't believe me. Let me open it for you. <laughs> Jesus is the one who was speaking, and he said it. So, come with me to John 19, verse 11. Yeah. Jesus said, you have no power over me. Yes. Thou coldest have no power at all against me, except it were given to thee from above. Therefore, Omwa, Omo deliver me to you, you know, they have the greater sin. And so there's such a thing as greater sin. And in First John, it says, if you see your brother sinning a sin which is not unto death, then you can correct the brother. But if you see the brother sinning a sin which is unto death, I do not say you should pray for such a one. Have you seen that scripture also? You are looking, your faces look very blank. First John. First John. First John chapter 5, verse 16. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death. So, you see, when you are studying the Bible and you see such things. Now, this is one of the things you can put on a page and ask. That what's the difference between a sin which is unto death and a sin which is not? Do we all not know that the wages of sin is death? So why now do you tell me that there's a sin which is unto death and a sin which is not unto death? 
You see how, how the Bible can be very some way sometimes. It's you should be studying a lot. There's a sin that you can correct. That is all what, that, what this means. There's a sin that you can correct. But there's a sin that you cannot correct. Don't think that all sins are the same. And as I'm saying it, there's something is in my mind. I don't know that I should say it or I shouldn't say it. There's a certain sin that has come on nowadays and people think it's an easy thing. You, you see the seriousness of something with the way God responds to it. And you realize that God has a certain attitude for certain things. You, you can fornicate. God has a certain response to it. You can, when you read the Bible, you see that when it comes to idolatry, God's attitude switches and it's very extreme. He doesn't, he doesn't take that thing lightly. You can commit adultery. He will you know, punish you. But when you replace him with another God, and it's like he sees himself has come. It's like, no. This one, they no go, no go, no go, no go. He will kill you. And the, the one thing we know Sodom and Gomorrah for, you, you see his attitude towards that particular thing. He burns the whole place with fire. And if you think that the angels just came to destroy the place, then I don't think you've read the story well. Because when the angels came to Sodom and Gomorrah, the daughters of Lot were virgins. By the time the angels said, gather your things, let's go, the daughters had husbands. Have you noticed? So it means there was a time lapse. They didn't just come one night and the following morning, they said, let's go. They stayed there, they preached, they announced. God will never punish until he has given you an opportunity to repent. So that's why he said, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Because you will not always have the opportunity. And we've looked at redeeming the time already. So we don't have to go there. But my point is that you know the seriousness of something by the punishment allocated to it when you flout it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we can move. Fruitfulness is what we are talking about. Don't be confused. And so fruitfulness is a command. And if it is a command, then it has repercussions if you don't find yourself being fruitful. Or you don't understand my message. It's simple enough, you see. So, God said, be fruitful. What does it mean to be fruitful? To be fruitful means to increase. To be fruitful means to be productive. To be fruitful means to expand. To be fruitful means to enlarge. All of it means fruitfulness. So, if you are not expanding, you are not increasing. You see, there's a, this verse in Proverbs 4, verse 18. Can we look at it? This is the destiny of every believer. Yes, that's it. Let's look at it in um, Nine message. Look at it. The ways of right living people glow with light. You are not righteous because of the things that you do. The things that you do are because you are righteous. Let me say it again. You are not righteous because of your actions. Your actions are rather because you are righteous. You see? And so you are not a sinner because... Don't don't clap yet. Listen. You are not a sinner because of the things that you are doing. The things that you are doing is because you are a sinner. Righteousness and sin are natures. They are not uh, events or actions. Sin is a nature. And that nature produces actions. So when you are behaving in a certain way, it means you have a certain nature. And that explains the way you are behaving, you see. And so the Bible says that when you have the nature of righteousness, this is how you be, this is your life. The longer you live, the brighter you shine. Naturally, said, the way your life was yesterday, today your life must be better. And it's not a negotiation. This is how you are. 
This is how you are destined to be. This is how you're, you're, you're supposed to be. If you were a singer last year, this year you should be a better singer. If you are a producer today, tomorrow you should be better. If you are a drummer today, tomorrow you should be better. If you are a student today, to, so it's an error that yesterday you had, um, your GPA was 3.6 and today it is 3.5. That, it doesn't reflect the life of a righteous person. You should be worried. All the time, check. Corinthians says that always examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Always check to see, am I, am I in the faith? Because you see, God says, because you have checked yourself, I have anointed you with the oil of joy above your peers. It's an intentional thing. It's not passive. You have to do it intentionally. So when you go, look, assess your life and mark areas, finances, education, family life. I mean, am I better than I used to be last year? Am I better than what I was yesterday? If no, then there's a problem. There is a problem. And so fruitfulness is something that you, are, you must enlarge. You must go forward. You must move forward. That's what fruitfulness basically means in simple terms. Yesterday, I was talking to a doctor friend of mine and we were discussing something. Somebody had a, a PR bleed. Is Nanama here? Where's Nanama? Okay, yes. Somebody had PR bleed yesterday. Tracy was working on somebody who had PR bleed. And we um, were talking about whether there was a fistula or, you know, there was some tumor inside metastasis or maybe they had to clear something, you know. And she said afterwards that she was going to eat assorted fried rice. And I was wondering how can somebody who just worked on PR bleed have the appetite to be eating assorted fried rice? You know, you see, you don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to you. <laughs> you know, when you are fruitful, when you are moving forward in the thing that you are doing, there is a certain kind of comfort. Even your language changes. It affects everything about you. Fruitfulness, I, let me repeat it, it's not an option. You must be fruitful. You must be fruitful. Hmm. Alright. I think we must launch. You must launch. You must go high. Why must you be fruitful? John 15 verse 8. Herein is my father glorified. Verse 8, not 18, verse 8. Herein is my father, yes, that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Why must you be fruitful? Number one, all the reasons are there. Can you see the reasons? Number one, because it glorifies God. Revelations 4 says that we were made for God's pleasure. So, when you, when you buy something that you thought was something, you know, I saw funny pictures of what people ordered from tailors and seamstresses and what they got in return. The picture they showed and the picture they got. I mean, the difference, you know. Hey, I saw a certain cake. It was some Disney figure and then I think the person thought a Ghanaian baker could pull that off. The thing that it was like a lesser god. <laughs> the cake was looking like a lesser god. Amazing. When you, when you invest in something and you don't get returns, you, you, you waste it. When you buy chocolate and the chocolate is transported to you via this, 
um, delivery men that don't never show up on time. And the, the chocolate melts in the sun because it's Accra. And now you have to freeze, freeze the chocolate to eat it. <laughs> you have to freeze. You see, it doesn't even taste the same. It doesn't taste the same anymore. And so most times, if, if you're somebody who likes quality, like Rev likes chocolate, and so he knows chocolate, and you must be careful when you're you giving somebody who knows chocolate, chocolate, you must be very careful because you might, you might commit yourself. <laughs> if it is not nice to you, you just throw it in a bowler. And notice that in every house, there are two bowlers. There's a small bowler inside the house, and there's the big bowler outside, which will be thrown into even a bigger bowler. Look, when you don't please God with your life, you'll be thrown into the small baller, which is the Osu Cemetery. But then from there, you'll be thrown into the bigger baller, which is hell. And in hell, there are levels. You might be thrown into a much bigger baller, the lake of fire. Because the Bible says hell itself will be thrown into the lake of fire. Inferno, Angasa. So make sure your life is pleasing God. It's, look, one way that God says you will glorify him, you will please him. Is by bearing fruit. Please put the scripture on, okay? Let the scripture be on. What's the second reason? The second reason is that it will confirm you as a disciple. Can you see it there? So shall you be my disciples. This is how people will know that you are my disciples if you are fruitful. This is the evidence that you are truly following me if you are fruitful. Hmm. The evidence that you are following the archbishop is not in the way you talk and the way you dress. When you go and blow dry, you perm your hair, you give a boy at one side. It doesn't make you Pastor Chris. Do you understand what I'm saying? It does not make you Pastor Chris. And when you wear a cross and you put it in your pocket over here, like, a, like this one to be my pocket, and I put it like this. It doesn't make you archbishop. It doesn't. And if you wear... Uh, Nina, Reverend uh, Brazis, Reverend, it doesn't make you Reverend Eastwood. It doesn't. What proves that you are following somebody is that you can do what they can do. And so Jesus said, these things, you do greater works. You also raise the dead. You Check your life. If somebody tells you, I'm not feeling well, what's your instinct? What would Jesus do? Will he say, have you taken paracetamol? <laughs> Have you taken cough syrup? Have you been to the hospital? What would Jesus do? By instinct, he will lay his hands. And so I don't know. You see, don't, we are not, yesterday I was, again, I was talking to Tracy and I was saying that, do you know that you people, we see you as witches and wizards. You come and give us big legal terms and then you say, you have obloscotolas cavalege. It's like, it sounds like tongues. Then we are scared. Then we go and pray. Say, oh God, look at I have a blouse. Look, I'm going to die. You know, you people, you always giving us bad reports. You see, always giving us bad reports. Doctors are important. I'm not saying hospitals and all these kinds of things are not good. But the instinct of a believer, somebody who is following Jesus Christ, when sickness comes, whether it is in you or in another person, your instinct is to pray, is to declare, is to cast it out. You should go to the extent of wanting to raise the dead. But you see, you are scared because you don't have the spirit of Jesus. Because what makes people do what they do is the spirit that is at work in them. And so you need to have the spirit of Jesus in you so that you can do the works of Jesus. 
Jesus said, if you do not believe me for what I say, you dare believe me for my very works. Believe me for what I do. And the reason why your messages are too long when you go and evangelize is because you don't have fruits. You see, third point. The reason why you should have fruits so that it adds weight to your speech. It adds weight to your speech. Who would you rather listen to on finance? Elon Musk or Kofi Ampedu? And even with the rich men, there are grades and classes. Mark Cuban is a billionaire. Elon Musk is also a billionaire. But Mark Cuban is not Elon Musk's mate. You understand? Mark Cuban is, I think, two or three billion rich. Elon Musk is somewhere in 200 billion. There's a, there's a huge gap. There's a gulf between them, you see. So you will rat, you much rather listen to people who have the fruits that you want than people who don't. This is the reason why many starters struggle. I'll, look, it's very easy for you to join something which is already working than something which is starting. I'd rather join Action Chapel, which has thousands of branches, than join a church which is now starting. But you see, you will think that, oh, this one is now starting. They rather need more members. It doesn't work like that. So Jesus said, to him that hath, more will be given. To him that does not have, even the little that he has will be taken away. So in your life, and strive to be fruitful. You will, you, are, you will not get it. Why? If somebody is going to dash papa something, he's, he, he thinks and thinks, a house, no, a car. Okay, no, a house and a car. You that you need a house and a car, they will dash you shit and roll on. Amazing. Singlet. And handkerchiefs, like you're a bobo dancer, you see, they will dash you handkerchief. Amazing. The number what? Four. This, so the first one is it glorifies God. Second one is it confirms you as a disciple. Third one is it, add, it adds weight to your, your speech. Fourth one, it bears record to the world that you are of God. How do you show the world that you are a Christian? Not by talking, by your fruits. How were, we, how were the first Christians even named Christians? They were named Christians of the way they were behaving, because of the way they were behaving. The Bible says, and when Peter and John began to speak, they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. They didn't have to announce it. They took knowledge that. We should look at your results in school and ask, are there reaction chapel on? Like all A's, you understand? It should, that should be the report. When the world sees a certain type of fruit, they should be able to predict that this is Christian. Instead of us trying to mix with the world, we should bear the fruits that Jesus bore so that the world will rather come to us from, for answers and not the other way around. Let's speed up. The mystery of fruitfulness. We speed this through and then we finish. Luke chapter 8. Let's start from verse 4. Luke 8 verse 4. We are still on fruit bearing. Verse 4, please. Verse 4. Charlie, I, I need to take you people for lunch. It's like you are not, you know, the food has finished. And when much people were gathered together, see, notice, how many people have um, read the Gospels this year? Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? Make it a point. Any book you are reading in the Bible, always add one of these books. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Because you find advice for your daily life decisions in what Jesus said and what he did. You're asking too many questions. So, praise. Should I marry this person? Should I you look at what Jesus said? You will get your answer, okay? So, always be reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In addition to whatever other book you are reading. Maybe you are reading James or you know, Corinthians. All the time, be having a book you are reading. It's very powerful. 
And you notice that Jesus said certain things when the crowds were a lot. And Jesus said certain things when it was just him and his disciples. And Jesus waited. When the people were bunch. This was the message that he preached. Verse 5. A sower went out to sow his seed. Some fell by the wayside. It was trodden down and the fowls of the air devoured it. Verse 6. Some fell upon a rock. As soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Verse 7. And some fell among the thorns and thorns sprang up with it and choked it. Verse 8. And others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit and hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried. He cried. Literally. Imagine, you know, Reverend is preaching and starts crying in the middle of it. So you'll be afraid. You'll be afraid. And then he said, he that has ears, let him, he, let him hear. And he ended the message and he left. Verse 9. So the disciples went to him and they said, can you please explain? It was a very mysterious message. Can you break it down? Verse 10. And he said, you see, why do you speak in parables? This is Jesus' answer. He said, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to others, I will speak in parables that seeing they might not see. This one too, we can dwell here for a year. Many of the things, you see, you say that, how many have had an open vision before? Raise your hand. Open vision. Any type of open vision. You see, very few. But everyone sitting here has had a vision before. The things that you see are visions, plain visions. When you see somebody taking a certain decision and it ends in a certain way, this is God showing you one way to not go. It's a vision. Seeing, you can't see. Hearing, you can't hear because you're not paying attention. You are not paying attention. But this is not what we are seeing. But verse 11. This is the parable. Verse 12. So, verse 11 says, the seed is the word of God. The thing that grows, that produces the food. That, when we say be fruitful, be fruitful, be fruitful, be fruitful. How do you get fruit without seeds? You see, the beginning of the whole thing is the word of God. The seed that will expand your business is the word of God. You don't believe it. The seed that will give you a good husband is the word of God. The seed that will make you bear fruit as a good student is the word of God. Rev, it's amazing that now that I'm coming to a crowd plenty, plenty, it's now my GPA is rising. It's like that. Somebody has put yeast in the GPA. The GPA is rising, it's rising like this. Meanwhile, I'm not, I'm not even. You see, when I, when I was sitting in school and I was learning, 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 Charlie, it was stable like something. It's like somebody has used iron to flatten it out. But now I'm coming to a crowd doing here, going this meeting, meeting, meeting around. Now more the GPA is rising. I'm trying to tell you that the word of God will give you fruitfulness. Don't eh, take it seriously. Believe it. Verse 12. Listen carefully. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Please come up, come up with this thing small. They hear. They hear. But the devil comes and he takes the word away from their hearts. Otherwise, they will believe it and they will be saved. See, notice that the devil left everything else intact. The devil is not after your money, no. He's not after even your peace of mind. 
what the devil wants to strip you off is the word of God. Because that is the source of everything. You can't even pray well when you don't understand the word. The Bible says that you've been praying amiss because you don't understand. The disciples saw Jesus and his results. One day a man brought his son. He said, we, we brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't cast him out. And Jesus said that you are not knowing the scriptures and the power of God. The reason why you are making too many mistakes is because you don't know the word. And Jesus said, you people are very stiff-necked. How long will I be with you? How long will I be with you? He said, you should have prayed, yes. But one other thing you didn't know is that this particular kind, it goes by fasting too. You must add fasting to the prayer. You are dealing, you, it's like you have one generic answer for every situation. Some situations you give, you don't pray, you give. Some situations you fast. Some situations you declare. Some situations you sing. Some situations you declare. Some situations you just jump, you dance in your room and it's solved. But you see, you have only one response for everything. This, pray, this, pray, this, pray, this, pray. You are wasting your time and you are wasting God's time and you are misrepresenting him to the world. It's as if Christianity doesn't work. But meanwhile, you are the one who is not reading. You are not finding out what the word says. Look, it should be that even when you are going to do a hairstyle, ask, what scripture is that? What scripture is behind this hairstyle I want to make? Your life should be that that's dependent on the word. The reason why, the reason why we say that don't do, don't dress in a certain way when you are a minister of God is that we want the focus to be on God and not on you. You see, when we when we are leading worship, look, I'm a vocal coach. I can do riffs and runs. But the reason why I won't do it when I'm leading worship is that you have to be focused on the message, even not even the lyrics or the or the the melody. You have to be in the... I don't have to do anything that will make you say, mm, in response to me. Every mm you make must be in response to the spirit. Something must have dropped in your spirit. And you have this, it doesn't lie on the floor. You have to open the book and read it. Open the book and read it. The reason you are sitting when we say welfare offering is because you don't understand. You don't know what it is. Look, you have been asking for things eh? if you just sow those things will go away let me even use this opportunity share I want 50 people 5 zero, that will make a covenant and say every month I am giving 100 CDs to welfare this is my own my own is my personal promise to God is 100 CDs every month oh but we are students and also corona has come and we cannot we don't work okay Okay. All right. You'll be there. You will die in your situation. And it's not a case. Because the solution is there. Okay. You will use it. It's powerful. Please. Please write it down. Okay. 50 people. Five zero. Go and see a Jawa at the back. And if you can't do 100, do 50. Nobody should go below 50. If you can't do 100. Look, you are a great man. Great men are known by what they give, not what they wear. They are known by what they give. So you're a great man. Don't go below 50 cities. Stretch yourself. The Bible says, break your fallow grounds. Break it. Do something you've not done in a while. Oh! 50 cities per month. Okay? Not just this month. Every other month till you leave Aya or marry or whatever. Okay? 50 cities a month. 50 people, 50 cities. Is it, is it a deal? Is it working? Yeah. So, 
So, the seed is the word of God. And the, the, the Bible says the devil comes to take the word away from your heart. He leaves everything there. He leaves your house. He leaves your car. He leaves your grades. He leaves everything. And he takes the word. Why? Because it's the sponsor of every breakthrough in your life. Let's continue. Let's continue. Our time is finished. Our time is fast. Please give me a few more minutes, okay? Our time is fast. They are on a rock, which when they hear, they receive the word with joy. They shout, wow, wow, they clap. But, and they even believe it for a while. They believe it for a week. Or they believe it up to Thursday. And in time of temptation, when they are tested in any way, they having to notice that when the message comes on patience, that's when everybody begins to annoy you. When you leave, no, your, your mother will start annoying you, your mother. James chapter 3 verse 1. Let not many of you become teachers because teachers will be judged with a stricter standard. Have you seen it before in the Bible? Is it there? Give um, um, Amplified Classic. Amplified AMPC. If you don't have Amplified Classics, then you, you, you use NLT. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. Why? We who teach will be judged more strictly. Look, you'll be judged based on what you know and what you have heard and what you, what you have been exposed to. Have you ever asked this question before? Why is it that um, God sound, looked very extreme in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, he looks more mellow? Have you, have you heard such a question before? That in the Old Testament, the ground will open, then people will enter here. Because the miracles were just as spectacular. I mean, if you see manna falling from the sky, the sea is opening for you to part, and you still want to misbehave. Oh, then the punishment will be just as wonderful. The, it, it matches. And so don't worry about those who haven't heard about the gospel of Jesus Christ and they have died. Those who died in 200 AD, 500 AD, uh, 300 AD. Don't worry. God has a plan for everybody. He will reach everybody. As for the judgment, he will reach everybody. So, you see, when temptations come, go back to the Luke scripture, you see that they, they are falling away. Don't fall away. The Bible says if you fall in the day of adversity, then your strength is small. You heard there was nothing to you, even, there, was even not, there was nothing to you in the first place. Let's move. Next verse. Next verse. They that fell in tongues are they which they have heard. They go forth so they hear it. They believe it. They even begin bearing fruit for a while. But immediately the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life come. Then the fruits are stifled. They just, the fruits just die. So they believe it. They receive it. They even start bearing fruit. But then look at it. It says the cares of this life. What are the cares of this life? What will we eat? What will we wear? What will we sleep? How will we get money? Immediately those things come. Then they say, look, let's be serious. We'll do this God thing later. But we have to be serious and get money. You know, Wednesday service. Why must I come here on Wednesday? I'm too tired. I went to work. I've not even eaten. I've not bathed. Look at my... Plenty reasons. So you see that the fruits are dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. Then off. It's gone. Oh, I used to be like you. I used to pray for seven hours. I used to pray for... How about now? Because your destiny is to be improving. Is that not... Why are you not praying for 10 hours now? Why are you not praying for 12 hours now? 
You used to pray for 10 hours. Why not 15 hours now? You are telling me so that what? You are even disgracing yourself. You don't know. When the case, and another one is the riches. Money, 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 money. God weighed everything in the world and he wanted to compare himself to something else. He said you cannot serve God and money. He, he didn't even say the devil. The devil, the devil doesn't come like this. The devil comes in the form of money. And all the time, check it. Your decisions are between God and money. God and money. And you can tell that since you started chasing money, you see that God is going down in your life. You're always tired because you went to work. You can't pray at dawn anymore. You used to spend hours in God, in, in prayer to God. But now, you, 30 minutes is too long for you because you have to wake up early and go to work. Jane, I'm looking at my face. Keep looking straight. Don't turn your, your feet. I don't want people to know it's you I'm talking to. Since the, the curse, the riches of life came, you have come down. Then the pleasures. You would rather watch Netflix than come to church. You would rather indulge yourself in something that gives you pleasure than do anything spiritual. One more episode, I'll join the prayers at 11.30. One more episode, I'll join the prayers at 1. When we are sharing the grace. One more. Oh, let me just reply this WhatsApp message. You are, you are praying and you are, you are texting. Eh? You are praying and receiving a call. So if you don't receive a call for one whole day, you will die. Jenakai. You will die. Look, somebody was sick. Jesus had other things to do. They told him, he said, go, I'll come. This guy, he won't die. Then they came and told him, he's, it's okay, don't even come, he's dead. Jesus said, oh, I'll come, relax. And even that one, he didn't go out. Uh, he finished whatever he was doing four days later. Then he went and said, I say, come out. Power. Power. You are worried about what you will lose because you don't know the God you serve. You don't know that the God you serve can, can resurrect things that have been dead for weeks. Ezekiel said, there were dry bones. Dry. You were, look, you say, if I don't pick this call, maybe it's a big contract. A big contract. A big contract. Ah. Sad, sad. Next, next verse, please. Look, go back to the Luke scripture. Next, but they that are on good ground, the ones that are on good ground, they are they which are in an honest. Again, take notice of the words: honest, good heart, honest, good heart. And, and look at the last one: patience. Be honest with yourself. You are not fooling anybody. Speaking in tongues doesn't mean that you are full of the spirit. And you know where you are coming from. You see, there's this spiritism that we do. We have this church life. When we come to church, there are terms we use. And there are, there's an attitude that we put on. We have veils that are covering our face. We behave as if we are not human beings. When we say penis, vagina, they say, mm, I don't know. Mm. Meanwhile, last week, you were sucking one like a mango. Yes, you see, you've made your face. You behave like you are not, you are not a human being. And when we come to church, you behave like... Me, even a worship Numpo, you won't worship. You worship Numpo, you won't worship. <laughs> and share, share. That veil that you have on, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The wall, the wall that you build, the wall that you build to keep others from seeing what you are hiding. You too, it doesn't make you see well. The veil that you have kept to keep others from seeing you. You too, you can't see well. It's a wall, Jenakai. The wall that prevents others from coming in. Prevents you too from going out. And so if you are stagnant. 
And you see, look, there is nothing secret that will not, that will not come out. Not, there's nothing secret that will not. So you keep pretending. And honest, be honest with yourself. Tell yourself, I've gone down. I, I admit it. I am not as prayerful as I used to be. I, be honest. Be honest. Raise your hands and say, look, I have to stop this thing. This habit, I have to stop it. I have to stop it. Raise your hand and say, look, I've not been giving to a lot. I've been giving little peanuts to God. When I calculate everything, when I pay for everything, I pay for Netflix, DSTV, everything, then what's the 50 cities? Okay, then I'll give 20 cities offering. You don't consider God first. You know, be honest. Don't pretend, please. Look, 2 Thessalonians 4 says that, you know, it's 2, rather, 2 verse 12, or around that side. It says that, because you have chosen to not love the truth, God will send you a strong delusion so that you believe a lie. Second Thessalonians 2. I think that. Please pardon me. We've, we've gone past the time we are supposed to. We should be closing by now. Second Thessalonians 2 verse 11. Is that not it? Yes. Go to 10. You just start from 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth. It's not that you don't receive the truth, or you don't love the truth. There's a difference between just receiving something and loving something. You don't love the you don't love the truth, so that they will be saved. No. So because of this reason, verse eleven, for this reason, God Himself will send you the lies you want to believe. He will send it to you so that you will believe and lie. Just believe it and die. And you will see who is the boss. You, who do you think you are deceiving? Be honest. Go back to the Luke scripture, please. Today we are shuffling scriptures like we are playing cards. Go back to the Yes. Honest and a good heart. We can explain the good too, but you today let's just keep with the honest. Having heard the word, when they hear it, they cling to it. They keep it. Now the reason why the devil can come and take the word out of your heart is because you are careless. Anything that you, you think is valuable, you protect it. You build barriers around it. The Bible says, your word have I hidden in my heart so that I don't sin against you. Do you get the link? When you value, the Bible says the kingdom of God is like a man who found something precious hidden in the land. He sold everything he had and went to buy that land. And again, the kingdom of God is like gold that is hidden under, under, and Have you ever seen anything precious lying in plain sight before? No. If it's lying in plain sight, then it's probably not valuable. Internet, if you have been lined up by a certain number of boys, don't forgive us when we say you are cheap, but it's true. Everybody has seen it before. Oh, these boobs, we've all seen it. We've all seen it. Then you are cheap, you see. Don't make your face. It means that you have been used by too many people. Valuable things are covered. If we are seeing your breast, it's probably not valuable to you. And it's not valuable to us either. You don't value it, we should value it. Rubbish. The word of God, you should value it. Value the word. Don't let anybody confuse you or make, make you sway your mind. Keep it. Hold it close to your heart. And it says that it brings fruit. But the fruit, you know, it brings it with patience. It takes a while. Galatians. Um, I believe it is 6 verse 9. 
it says that beloved let us not be weary in well doing let's not let's not be weary in well doing for in due season if we do not faint we will reap because many times you sow a seed today and it doesn't mature to mango I think it takes five years or so to come out is it five years or more or less two or three how about maize maize how, how long does maize take three months how, how, how about coconuts you see the ones that take long are stronger and they last longer is it true they have hard wood you can use it for a lot and so if your harvest is delaying, it probably means that the seeds are much more spectacular. And so don't stop, don't stop giving because you haven't reaped yet. And it is very disheartening when you see people coming to stand here and they say, praise the Lord, I gave this and I received this. I gave that and I received that. And you are asking God, me at all, when? This is your scripture. Don't be, don't be, don't be wary. Keep doing it. Tell your neighbor, keep doing it. Keep doing it. You see, this thing that you are seeing standing here, these scriptures, I didn't learn it in a day. I didn't learn it in two weeks. It's been years and years and years. And you see, when I was learning it, I was probably sitting in the congregation like, you know, there's nothing going on. And I, I'm sure there are people sitting there not know even more scriptures than me. See, don't worry. God will give you a time to shine and nobody will block it. Please be on your feet. Keep giving. It will bear fruit. It will take a while. But it will bear fruit. It will take a while. But it will bear fruit. Amen. Now let's look at this. Then we close. Luke 13. Let's read from verse 6 to verse 9. So all this fruit. Remember we said it's a command. You see. It's a command. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and sought fruits and he found none. May it never be that God will come to you for a certain type of fruit and God will not ever ask something of you that he has not already put in you. God may ask you, Erama, where is the house? Like, hey, please. Please, I'm in the university. God is asking you because he has put it there. May it never be that God is asking you for fruit and you, you don't have any to show. Verse 7. And he said to the dresser of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I have come seeking fruit and have not found any. Cut it down. Why does it lose NLT, please? NLT. Is, why is it taking up space? You are here for a purpose. It's just taking up space in a garden. Taking up space. May you never be somebody who is just taking up space. And so, the dresser of the garden begged and said, verse 8, he begged and said, give it one more chance. Look, the minimum number of years you should spend in a church for you to reproduce what you see around you is three years. Three years. Three years from now, you shouldn't. You should. You should reproduce whatever thing you are seeing here. If we are two hundred, three years from now, we should be at least six hundred, at least. And fruitfulness doesn't come by sitting down and folding 
arms. It comes by work. You till the ground. Look at, look at what he said. He says, I will give it special attention and fertilizer so that it can speed up, you see. Verse 9. If we get fixed next year, fine. If not, cut it down. Isaiah 5. 1 to 6. God said, the grave, Isaiah 5, 1 to 6. Now I will sing for you one I love about the song is vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard and a rich fertile hill. Now he plowed the land, cleared the stones, planted it with the best vines. In the middle, he built a watchtower, carved a wine press in the nearby rocks, and he waited for a harvest of sweet grapes. But the grapes that grew were bitter. Sometimes you produce the fruit, oh, but the fruits are bitter fruits. It's not fruits that we can eat. It's not fruits that we can consume. Verse 3. Now you judge between me and my vineyard. Verse 4. What more could I have done for you? What else should we do for you? When I expected sweet grapes, why did it give me bitter grapes? Verse 5. Let me tell you what I will do. To my own vineyard, which I have planted, I will tear it down the hedges. The reason why God is protecting you, the reason why God has built a hedge around you, is for your, it's because he wants you to bear fruit. The Bible says in John 15, he says, you know, any branch that is bearing fruit, prune it, cut around it. As you are bearing fruit, God will be cutting things. God will be cutting people. God will be cutting certain circumstances so that you can have free flow to operate. People who are fruitful, and they look as if they don't suffer, they don't struggle. When you start bearing fruit, God is happy. And you, look, it, he, he cuts off every band that doesn't put it and prunes the but He prunes it. He cuts around it so they can bear more fruit. Go back to Isaiah. I would remove the hedge. I'll remove the hedge. I will break down the walls and let the animals trample it. And if you have seen a demon before, you'll be scared of this scripture. Demons look like animals. I will let the animals trample it. Verse 6. I will make it a wild place where the vines are not pruned, and the ground is not hold, a place overgrown with briars and thorns, and I will command the clouds to drop no rain on it. Listen, listen. If the heavens over you are closed, you will not have any fruit. If somebody wants to stop you from bearing fruit, he doesn't need to stop you from going to the farm. He just needs to close your heavens. That's it. So, pray for open heavens. Then your crops will grow. Crops only grow because there are open heavens. There's rain, there's sunlight, you see. The Bible says, if you steal the tithes and the offerings, God says, I will make your heavens iron and I'll make the earth unto you like brass. Hey, Charlie, you see the reason why the, the tithes and offerings don't work? Because you don't give it in a certain way. Now, lift your hands and ask God for fruitfulness. I want to be tried by fire. Purify, you take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. I want to be tried by fire. Purify, you take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. I want to be tried by Lord, here's my life. I want to be.
Before I pray, you are here. You've not given your life to Christ. You cannot bear fruit until you know the, the one who owns the vineyard. Let him plant you. Let him plant you. You don't know Christ. You've not accepted him as your Lord and personal Savior. You've been coming to church for years. But you cannot point to a day and say that this is the day I gave my life to Christ. Come forward. Let me pray with you. You cannot point to any day to say that this is the day that Charlie, I decided to follow God. Also, you are, you are, you've been coming for some time. You, don't, you want to be a member. Also, come forward. You are not a member yet, but you've been coming. You don't, you don't see yourself to be a member. Also, come forward. I want to burn for you, only for you, so take my life, purify my heart. I want to burn for you, only for you. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you for tuning in to today's message. We hope that you have been filled with a fire that fuels your week and a word that erases your doubts and improves your Christian walk with God. We love you so much and we are always here to support. So if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so by following us on Instagram and on Facebook with the handle at Action Young Adults. We would be very excited to have you join our amazing family. Until next time, we are Aya. We love to have you, and it's always a new day with us. God bless you.